Hey guys, it's Alyssa and Casey. Welcome to the Girl What Pod. We are best friends, busy moms, active teachers. So join us as we decompress from our lives by diving into the drama of other people's lives. It's, it's the, the Girl, Girl What, what Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl What Podcast. Hey, hey. It feels like we haven't been here in forever. I know. I'm really excited. Like I've been, I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. Like I it, know. It felt good to take a little bit of a break, but yes, it's like the break. Okay, that was good, cool. Now I'm, I'm back ready to, to get, get back to it, especially because of our topic today. I know. We had to focus on um, the end of school. Mm-hmm. Teachers, the last couple weeks of school are basically in like survival mode. Mm-hmm. It's the end game, baby. I'm just like, okay, three more days. Okay, two more days, and then mm-hmm. I'm a emotional mess the last day because I'm like it was a it was it was really hard saying goodbye this year yeah like I normally have an emotional moment you know I'll shed some tears or whatever but it was like this year we like all sat around the carpet and we all just cried we did it was like I sat him down and I was like okay there's 30 minutes left I was like I want you to tell me your favorite thing that happened this year Mm -hmm. and everybody went around and almost 99% of them said spending time with you and so then by like the fourth kid, they're like, are you crying? And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Trip hugged my neck and he said, I'm just mm. going to miss you so much. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to cry all over again. I'm going to start crying. Mm-hmm. This group was very special. Mm-hmm. Luckily too, like a lot of the ones that we got really close with are ones that we'll still see regularly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ones that, you know, I'll probably won't see regularly. Like there's good intentions. I think we'll stay in touch and everything. So it'll be, it'll be really, really good. Yeah. Let's see. What have you been up to since uh, summer started? Um, We're on like day five of summer or something. It's it just all ran together, dude. Um, what happened? Uh, I think Memorial Day weekend. I just went down and you know hung out with Logan. Um, I got a mini mommy makeover. I know. Yes. This Tell is the a, people. Tell well, the people. this is the first time. It's really funny because I said, oh, I don't. I just don't know that I'll be that girl that would do the Botox of the lips or anything. Mm-hmm. But, um. Aging. Aging is is not fun, <laughs> and stress makes it worse. And honestly, I'd mentioned to Logan one time. I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind, you know, the plumper lips, and because I like to do things that take time away from my morning routine, mm-hmm. like. You would think that putting on eyelashes takes longer. No, the no, eyelashes that we down, mm-hmm. perfect, mm-hmm. done. Yep. And then you've taught me so much about makeup, but I actually kind of enjoy it now. When you can do it correctly, it's like art. It's like I actually enjoy mm-hmm. it. I don't feel like I need it because mm-hmm. I'm fine going without it. But I love my morning mm-hmm. routine, you know, and I've gotten to where I can do it quickly. So, yeah. Yeah. And then plus, too, it's like I'll just, you know, when I don't have Ada, it's like my time to listen to some music or a podcast mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm just kind of doing that and taking my time, getting ready. Like, to, it's something to do with my hands while I'm thinking about the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I got to be moving. I have ADHD, but it's like, I'm also allowing myself time to like, think, okay, this is what I got to get done today. These are the positive things I want to speak over my life today. And I'm yes. also you know doing my makeup, making myself feel good, you uh-huh. know? So when I skip my morning routine, like if I wake up late, which towards the end of the year happens often, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not ready. I feel like my whole day is thrown off and mm-hmm. I'm rushed because I don't have the time to sit and like mm-hmm. just wake up. I need like an hour to just sit and wake mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Um, 
talking about appearances, I saw this thing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if you've seen them, maybe because it's it's really funny. Like, we'll have a lot of the TikToks are the same. Like, oh, I was just going to send you that. And then sometimes I'm like, well, we have such different TikToks. Our for you pages sometimes look very different. Yeah, I'm like, well, like, you're going through something. Are you okay? Uh, oh, actually, yeah, it's me. I'm going through something. Let's talk about this. Uh-huh. Um, but I found there are several TikTok pages now. Um, I think it's, it's AI, like those... Yes. Those fake faces yes. and they're like sitting there talking to you and they're telling a story. Oh, I haven't seen the yeah. talking ones. So yeah, so I have to send them to you, but on TikTok, I started following a couple of them because they're like true crime or like historical uh, okay. people okay. talking. Like okay. um one of them is called Voices of Voices of the Past. And so oh. I clicked on that and there is one about um Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Like he's got a little AI and he's talking about his um crimes. There's um Joan of Arc, a historical uh-huh. figure, Albert Fish. Okay. I don't know if you heard about him. No. <laughs> oh God. That's a dark one if you ever want to go down a rabbit you hole. You are I like true crime. You are the connoisseur. I guess you know I feel like you know more. I really like all the podcasts like True Crime with Kendall, Mile Higher. Uh-huh. I'm on a morbid kick so hard right now. Uh-huh. I think I love Morbid because their vibes, like their friendship and the way they pal around and stuff reminds me so much of us. Yeah. It's like I would just love it it it'd be my baby podcaster dream to like meet them one day oh my gosh Ash yeah. and Elena. Fangirl. oh my god that's I, like me with the two hot takes like yeah. I would fangirl out so hard. oh my I wouldn't be able to talk to them when Lauren liked my comment I was like ah. mm-hmm. we'll see I've followed them and I'm patiently waiting for my fallback I'm not famous enough for them that's yet, okay someday get there but anyway I saw on one of these because I went down like a rabbit hole where I'm just watching all these mm-hmm. little AI people tell their story and there was this guy and I'm gonna say his name wrong I'm gonna try really hard named Gian Fend Okay. Now this guy, um, I looked him up and I found several articles, but then I eventually found one that said, this is fake news. So I'll just go ahead and start off with that. But I did, I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, this guy's a douche. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the story goes because all these articles that I read came out in 2013. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Whoa, like this is not even cool. So the AI guy goes on to say, and the reason why I thought this was real is because all the other cases that I was just getting feedback from your phone, I think. So all the other videos on these TikTok pages, I looked up and they're, they're real cases. Okay. Like some of them I've even heard of, like I said, like the Albert Fish one, um, the Night Stalker, Joan of Arc, um, some of the newer ones. Do you remember when our friend told us, like, they texted us and they said, hey, did you hear about that cat video on TikTok? Yes. Okay. Ashley texted us. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that video is on here. They didn't release his name, but there's, like, an AI guy holding a cat, and he was, like, talking about, like, why he did it and stuff like that. So uh, when I saw this case, I just assumed it was real. Right, because why would you not? Right. I don't think it is, though. Okay. And here's why. So this guy, he gets married to, um, what's his name again? Jan Fend. Okay. Okay. And the story starts that, um, he's a resident in Northern China and he met and married his wife. They had a baby girl and things reportedly got, they put in this article quotes, ugly. Okay. Um, because he wasn't so sure of his good looks and he thought his wife was so beautiful that when he had, they had their first baby and she wasn't beautiful. 
In fact, he goes as far as to call her ugly. The baby, his daughter? Yes, he calls his own child ugly. And he was like, well, this can't be my child. Like, I'm a good-looking guy. You're a very good-looking woman. He thinks she cheated? He thinks she cheated. What the? And he says, since the baby didn't look like either parent, Fang accuses wife of infidelity. You know, he was jumping to conclusions about his wife's unfaithfulness. And so the obvious thing to do um, was to get a DNA test. And again, it mentioned several times in this article that he just kept calling this baby ugly. And in the TikTok video, it said this man compared his baby to looking almost zombie-like. What the heck? Does that have a picture of the baby? Uh, no, there was no picture of the baby, but I will get to the picture okay. of the mom. Um, and there were different pictures of the dad, which also leads me to kind of go on as to like, eh, this this isn't true before I found the article right. it was like this is bogus yeah but again I was like oh, I just got like my lips done and like I botox my forehead <laughs> and I was like well thank god Logan was there when I got it because he knows what I look okay. like oh <laughs> I know because I was I was like looking like at all these so stories she used to look different is that what it is yes okay, okay let me get to okay. it sorry I'm moving I'm our far ahead and so, um, in the TikTok, and I, this is this is a cultural thing. And TikTok, I don't, I wasn't really able to. I didn't spend a lot of time looking up cultural norms for right. China, but supposedly their outer beauty is just as important as their inner beauty. Is what this I could see that little you look at article like Milan said. and like how they present themselves to find mm-hmm, a husband and things mm-hmm. like that. Again, I didn't go as far to research I mean, that. This, this is just Milan like a, is my <laughs> reference. So <laughs> it said um, that. Wait, he said, I married my wife out of love, but as soon as we had our first daughter is when the marital issues began. Our daughter was incredibly ugly to the point where it horrified me. (laughs) It says, a judge ordered the wife to fork over over $100,000 in damages because the wife did not report to her husband that she had multiple cosmetic surgeries before marriage. Because she didn't report her plastic surgery, she owed a hundred over hundreds of because thousands. the kid didn't look like her or him. The kid wasn't well, it does pretty. look like her. It just well, exactly right. So again, I went to and uh, try to find some more articles over it, and it was a lot of these were reported in 2013, 2014, um, 13, and. And then I found another article that said this actually goes back to like an urban legend. Um, the these these stories first started circulation circulating in like 2003 so okay. this has been going on for a while okay and um so this is like the picture of the family that they posted okay okay if you look at like the pretty husband and the wife and the kids you know uh-huh. not that they're not pretty or whatever this um i'm sure you different picture in a second but this is the picture of the lady because uh-huh. there is also a, a plastic surgery picture circulating of a woman who does kind of have like Looks like she got some jawline work done. Yeah. Like her teeth were yeah. fixed. And so supposedly, I, I looked at another TikTok, and this guy reported on it and said that this woman actually did a plastic surgery ad. She's a model. She was, like, faking it. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually a different woman. And then her trans – she was the transformed version because this cosmetic company was trying to promote themselves. Promote themselves. Right. Well, her, her ad got attached to this story. Like, so she has nothing to do with it. They just no, 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 no. This poor woman, her picture, her before and after, her fake before and after, right. got attached to this story, and it followed her, and it actually prevented her from getting more modeling jobs later on. Because some stupid people on the internet just yeah. like 
The internet is a wild place, y'all. It is. That's nuts. So, uh, yeah. So it, this is a so the the baby story is fake. Like it's been proven fake. Yes. Okay. But in the fake story, did he get a DNA test and it was hers? It was just that the cosmetic surgery. So that is where um, I've looked up articles trying to find like what really like, is this all fi- is this all fiction? Right. Or um, do you, you know some- that's probably happened. Even if that's a fake story, that's probably happened where somebody gets cosmetic surgery and then they're like, well, why does this baby not look like us? And they're like, oh, well, it does look like me. Mm-hmm. So this was the um, picture that was rumored to be attached to it. You can see the lady mm-hmm. on the left um, and then the lady on the right obviously has had some sort of cosmetic surgery. Right. The lady on the um, right uh-huh. is the one that was a model, was the model that they Is that used. her real before picture? I don't think so. I think that this, <laughs> I think that this company what in the world, again, there were so many conflicting articles. I went down a rabbit hole trying to like seek this out, but I guess it's just small potatoes from the internet. So there's not like a ton of information on it, right. but this woman really did kind of get her image drugged through the mud for some time because, um, they were like, why does your picture keep popping up when we Google this? <laughs> and she's like, yo, I did a cosmetic ad. I'm a model, you know, no, that's not my before picture. Um, that's false advertising. And I'm also not related to the marriage scandal either. What? That's like slander. Like did that ruin her life over a fate? It's not even a real story. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. So, but because this is a culture that not many people, I guess, understand or take the time to understand, this story was widely believed. Like it was on several, um, news stations, like on their website. Like that's where yeah. I found a lot of articles was on news website, like the Fox website. Like in America? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I don't think this is true though, because there's a lot of other conflicting articles saying that, Hey, this has been around since early two thousands. Right. So, so I saw that and I was like, all right, Logan, you're the one that took me to get this done. So you know what I look like now. So if our baby comes out, so. which you don't look, you, your lips look beautiful Thank you. and it's not, you don't look different from My yourself. My forehead, you can see right there, like there's no movement there, but this stuff still has to set in. But it's a very odd thing to like Does move. it feel weird? Like it, there's a blockage or something? It's like I, it, it does. And there's like this, a different sensation because yeah. from what I understand, it takes like takes time takes so, like at least a week for it all to set in but there is like this weird sensation right there i'm trying to look like your forehead wasn't super wrinkly before right but, but like when i do this like i did this right here like i raised my eyebrows uh-huh. and she like put all these dots on my head and i saw the dots i saw your picture yeah. of the dots it was different it was different <laughs> so I, no i mean like i have a million tattoos so i'm assuming no no you'll similar. be fine oh okay. you'll be fine because hmm. she put ice on it and there's like this little buzzer thing um it was fine the lips those were a labor of love, dude. Hurt? Yeah, it did. Okay. It did. It's not like, I mean, it's like, dude, I've had, a, I've had a baby. I've had piercings. I've had tattoos. Like, it's not so bad I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. But um, it's not num- like comfortable. The numbing cream helped, but it's not a save all. Okay. Well, that's good to know I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, I'm poor. I don't know that I'll mm-hmm. be able to afford it. But good to know. We'll get there. Do you want those lips done, baby? I'll go with you. It's just really my top lip. Like when I smile, it just disappears. Mm-hmm. My bottom lips are. You have a very pretty pouty. Got that? You got a pout though. That's what your lips. I know, look but like. it's, it's like if a pout. My top lip could just match my bottom lip. I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, welcome to the summer scandal series. <laughs> <laughs> so in June, I don't know if you remember on the last week's episode, but we did tease that we were starting summer scandal, mm-hmm. which is um, some true crime because that's a passion of ours, and um, we feel like. Um, 
Summer Scandal series, we, uh, true crime is a, is a passion of ours. Um, and so we just wanted to each research a case and then present it to the other one with no knowledge, no prior knowledge for the other person. So mm -hmm. I'm going first. Yes. And I, I had a hard time picking a case for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm still I, having a hard time. I researched like, you know, some good, the most puzzling, like intriguing true crime cases. And um, in doing some research, I was like, uh, you know, like some fell off. And then this one kind of fell in my lap um, on Instagram. And now I kind of know why it was like mm -hmm. buzzing because I just made a docuseries about it that has been premiering this week, which was unbeknownst to me when I picked it. Mm -hmm. So um, the last part actually what is airs, the name of the docuseries? Um, the Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Okay. Natalia. I was calling her Natalie for some reason. Natalia. Natalia. So, um... So I actually haven't seen the end of the docuseries, so my opinion may change, mm -hmm. but I'm going to present to you what I know. Okay. I'm so excited because when you sent me her picture, I was like, I know her. I know that little face. So this is somewhere. not a new case. No, it's because okay. I think I listened to a documentary over it a long time ago, but my knowledge is very hazy. So I'm yes. really excited for you to refresh me. Yes. Okay. So um, I wanted to start off with a quote. Um, oh. that I heard and then that kind of sets the tone so oh, it says my gosh. I know I, like, it was story time this is my favorite it was so fun typing this up and, and Zach was like are you okay and I'm just like blah, blah, blah. like just oh my gosh you should see the notes page in my, it was fun it was like a research project mm -hmm. or was something like you super wanted to know yes I was imagine if I went to college for this like I'd be the oh best oh my gosh the class. Like, criminal justice and mm -hmm. I think my dad has a minor in criminal justice does he well he's yeah. a cop right so it yeah. makes sense yeah I think it's funny that we get super into this because it's in a way, you kind of have to offset, like, we have the job, it's like we dress up in silly costumes, and we make songs Happy about and math, and it's just la la la, and we get home, and we're like, and she cut her finger off, you know, What's something. that TikTok thing where it was like, the her girl's arm cut off, her yeah. leg cut off, and the guy's like, and the girl's just like, oh my gosh, you know? True crime, yeah, it really just, it, put, it could put me to sleep, and I don't. No, if that's a I feel like good a lot of the thing. true crime, whenever they're talking about it, everybody's always pretty calm. And nobody's like, and then this happened, and oh my god, you know, right. it's very the calm. voices are very monotone usually that's presenting it. And I think that's why it puts me to sleep. I'm not yeah. crazy, I just think that they're always very calm. Yeah. They're I think it's human nature mm -hmm. to like crazy things happen and we want to know about it. Yeah, and that's fair. Okay, so the quote that starts it off is Is Natalia a convincing con artist or a neglected child? I don't know that we know the whole truth. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the puzzling story of the Barnett family. Barnett. And there's so many facets to this, so I'm sorry if I kind of jump around, but it's the timeline was hard to kind of put together. Go, baby. Okay, Michael and Christine Barnett. They have three sons, Jacob, Wesley, and Ethan, and then their adopted daughter comes in, Natalia, later. So in 2010, the story starts. The Barnett family was in a great place. They were incredibly well off. I mean, Michael talks about how they had just bought a 5,000-square-foot house. They have four cars, including a Lamborghini. They, um, did it say what they did? So, so he works in retail. It doesn't okay. go into further. And at this point in time, she's having a, um, like a daycare for autistic kids because oh, okay. their oldest son is a prodigy. He's autistic and they kind of went against the doctors. Like the doctors had told them to put him in like a life skills class. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, I don't think this is for him. You don't understand. He's watching like how shadows affect 
Like he is very smart. Very high. Okay. So it says, so I wrote their oldest son, Jacob was a genius with autism. And when I say genius, I mean like genius. By the age of eight, he was auditing courses at Indiana University. Wow. Good for him. Yes. I love, I love a story that like kind of defies the odds. Like so smart that you're like, what is he talking about? And that also kind of bugs me as an educator too. Cause it's like people automatically think autism, like. That's a social thing. I mean, it can affect, affect yes. academics, but not necessarily. And a lot of the times, kids with autism are, GT. are way smarter than mm-hmm. the rest of us. I mean, they just are. Their thought process, yeah. So because of his autism and raising him and kind of defying doctors, they had started a foundation for kids with autism. Mm-hmm. And she had started running a daycare for disabled kids where, like, their parents could kind of come get together. I love everything about this family so yes. far. Uh, so far stay tuned <laughs> so that's kind of where they're at i'm not sure exactly how they're so rich but he was like we have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank in 2010 like we're we're well off yeah. that's what he said he's yeah. like we're we're good we're good we're good um okay so they I'm decided very disappointed that this family doesn't sound like they're gonna stay awesome yeah i mean it's like you could have had it all mm. okay sorry i interrupted I'm, I'm just getting excited so they're well off jacob's doing great and then they decided they wanted to open up their home and adopt um another child they're like there's room for some Aww. more love here like they wanted um a disabled child i think was on their radar mm-hmm. um and they were all set to adopt a little girl from haiti but then huge storms in Haiti came in and they closed all international adoptions. Like they were set on this girl, they were about to get her, and then they closed all adoptions. So their heart was kind of like broken. So what, what year was this that they were going to adopt? 2010. I don't, is, I feel like we kind of vaguely remember. Wasn't there like a, there was like a big, big thing with Haiti at that time. I think so. Wasn't yeah. it in like the news or something? It was a big storm. They showed, in the docuseries, they're showing like clips of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the name of the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so they closed all things down and they were expecting to get this girl. So they were like, mm-hmm. they're already ready to go. Yeah. So they, they live in Indiana, but randomly they receive a call from an adoption agency in Hollywood, Florida. Okay. okay. I guess because their name's in the list of international, right. whatever, right. international adoptions. That's the key. Um, it's called the Adoption by Shepherd Care Agency. Hey. <laughs> um, and so they called the Burnettes and they gave them 24 hours to decide whether they wanted to adopt Natalia or not. That's kind of a lot. They said, hours? They said, if choice. not, she's going to foster care. You've got 24 hours to decide. And that kind of comes into play later. I'll kind of give you some background on that. It's like I get it because we want to see a kiddo go to a home, but like... 24 hours that's a big decision a to make in 24 hours like my heart just got broken like because I'm assuming if they were about to adopt this girl they probably had pictures yeah, they were like they yeah. probably had a name because I'm trying to think of like the adoption process that my aunt and uncle went through right. like they had pictures of jet like of, mm-hmm. of their soon-to-be son it takes very son strong people to so adopt in general but you know what I was listening to um what is her name Rachel Hollis, I think is her mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Um, when they were talking about adopting, because they adopted a little girl, mm-hmm. and um, a similar situation happened with them. Like they're like, you gotta have to make, and they were they were twins at the time, mm-hmm. and they're like, whoa, well, we weren't really expecting two, like right. you know, but you don't want to miss your chance. If you say no, it's like, do you get back in the pot? Do you get kicked to the back of the line? Right. And then, like, you know, you, you feel bad because they said they were, like, she's going to go to foster care, and that's yeah, not ever a good... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to judge the foster care system too much, but that just sounds like a really... Not the best option. Big choice for 24 hours. Yes. So, they knew that Natalia was a six-year-old girl from the Ukraine, and she had... And I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, guys. I looked it up, and I still can't do it, but it's, like, spondifinifinidin. Okay, it's really long. S P O N D Y L O E P I P H Y D E N, but it's often referred to as S E D C. 
There we go. Okay. SCDC. Which is a rare form of dwarfism. That's what I'm saying. Like severe okay. dwarfism where like their bones are very brittle. Like she's tiny, tiny, tiny. Those are like health issues. And like she'll never get bigger. Yeah. So most often it says that it can um, affect like their breathing mm. and then their, their bones. Okay. Okay. So they knew that going in. She's really small. Now, unbeknownst to the Barnetts, she had already had two failed adoptions. Adoptions mm. where they're giving her back. Okay. They don't know that. She's just up for adoption. So they, she was legit given back, like brought back, like we can't take her. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, the lady who had her before the Barnetts is named Diane Ciccone. And I think her husband is there too, but they don't really talk about him. Mm-hmm. So Diane Ciccone had Natalia for a year, but she was trying to sell her to several families. Sell? For like $30,000. I guess to like pay back the international fees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you need to pay back? Then don't get the international so, so she didn't. So basically, after she didn't want the kid, and now she's trying to sell it. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. So wow. she has her for a year. She's trying to sell her to several families, and they interview the families in this docu series. So one is like um, they're all little people that were going to adopt her because you know that's very common. Like, hey, that would make the most sense. The first lady, Judith, um, she just said her husband was like, "We cannot afford to pay thirty thousand dollars." Like, oh, so they interviewed the families that, that were, were going, going to, to adopt buy her. her. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. buy, buy adopt? to buy her? Okay. Buy adopt, yeah. Um, so Judith automatically, her husband was like, no, too much. But she said she had really wanted her. Okay. Then you move on to Mel. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. This mean thought popped in my head. I'm like, payment plan? Like, what? That's not a mean. Yeah. This, you don't need to buy human beings. I yeah. Guess. Anyway. And, and, and she's trying to justify it. Like, hey, I had to pay all these fees. I've invested in her. But I'm like, but you adopted her. I don't know. It's not a dog. I'm saying these aren't, I mean, you know what I mean? Like even a dog, I even wouldn't do that to a dog. There's not a rehoming feed that you post on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. This is a person. Oh my Lanta. Okay. So then is another legal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I'm just thinking like, there's just a lot to unpack. But they were saying that she was at like little people conventions, like trying to sell her almost under the table too. Like, yeah. So illegal. <laughs> so then another little person couple was interested in adopting her and requested a psych evaluation. Cause they're like, okay, she's from another country. We would like to have her checked out. Just make sure she's fine coming from an orphanage. And Diane like went crazy and was like, absolutely not like blah, 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 blah. You're not having a psych eval. And so they were like big red flag, mm-hmm. um, that you're refusing and kind of went crazy about a psych eval. And, and that husband also of that little family said that when he met Natalia, like a feeling of evil washed over him. Do you remember I've said that I've had that before? Like where I'm just uh-huh. like, huh? And honestly, the two people you've said you've had evil wash over them. I would agree that they're not good people. It is a feeling that you can't even like, it's weird. But he said he had that it's when he met like a God given feeling like, Hey, we're, we're in danger here. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were worried about her mental state and then she went ballistic. Um, and then they also said that when they talked to her, like when they're talking to Natalia, everything felt very coached. It was like, she would, she would say what she was told to say. And then she would just kind of like back down and shut off almost like a puppet. Like she'd come out, say what she wanted to say. So anyway, they backed out. Hmm. Well, it just seems kind of odd. I mean, yeah. So fast forward to the Barnett's. So the Barnett's decide to go ahead and adopt her. They felt they're like, okay, we're going to do this. So they fly to Florida with their boys, and um, they said when they pulled up to the adoption agency, it was like a strip mall. They're like, it was just real weird. Like, it did not seem like a legit place, which obviously Diane is not looking for a legit place. I don't know. She probably profited off of it somehow. Mm -hmm. So it's a closed adoption. So with a closed adoption, you are not allowed to know any information about the family who's 
whatever. So they like go into a room, the other family comes in and then they hand them over to the people, they leave and then they hand it, they bring in Natalia. So they're really worried about her being really upset. Like she was just with this family for a year. Right. They're worried about, you know, we we really want to bond with her, but she's going to be sad. Question on closed adoption real quick. Yeah. So you said closed adoption. You don't get to know the parents, like the other family. Nope. Do you get to know, obviously you have to know the family, some sort of history on the child. So they know that she's from Ukraine. She has dwarfism. She came into the country when she was like four and a half or something. But you don't get to know how many families, like that's part of the closed mm -hmm. adoption. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, okay. That's it's you don't get to know any information. Now they end up finding the information, like in a backpack of Natalia's, like down the road. I mean, I guess I, I I don't know. I guess I understand why the family, like the past family confidentiality, is important. Yeah. But I would also like to know, like, can they write down some notes or something? Yeah, you know, like, hey, like, by the way, like, <laughs> you had her for a year and you're giving her up. Why? You know what I mean? Like, does she like? Was it was it that she needed more care than you could give? Like right. psychological. Do we need to go ahead and get a therapist set up in place for her when she comes? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, if that information would have been disclosed, like would this story have been different, you think? I don't know. The last bit at the end, I guess. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's good. You're gonna have lots of questions and uh, I may not have all the answers. I I'm really gonna try. So they were, so they're worried. Right. Mm -hmm. And she comes running in and she's like, mommy, daddy, like very, very, very happy. And it, he said okay. that it like threw them off. They were like, okay. Like, and they were so happy. He said, if you, he was like, if you, Michael, the dad, mm -hmm. um, cause there's no interviews with Christine and we'll get to that later, but it's all Michael. And he's like, if you take that day out of context of the last 10 years of what's happened, he's like top five happiest days of my life. So like um, the boys were there. They were so excited about their sister. Like she comes running in, like. They're excited. And she's a cute girl from when I saw the picture. She's like, a yeah. decent, I mean, she's cute. Yeah. I mean, if, somebody, if that little girl ran up to me and said, mommy, I'd be like, okay. Right. And they're like, you know, they've just been so sad over the girl with Haiti. So like they're mm -hmm. overjoyed. They kind spend like a heart healing moment. Yeah. So they go back to the hotel. They're planning on staying in Florida for a week. Go to Disney World. Like real, just real heavy oh, bonding. You know, yeah, they're dude. rich. Like you, you lucked Why out. Why not? Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So the first night they're in a hotel. Okay, this is, it already starts off the first night. Oh, God. So Christine's giving Natalia a bath, um, and Michael said all of a sudden she screams bloody murder, and she's like, come in here. And so he comes in, and she's like, just look. And she has, like, breasts, and she has pubic hair. She's supposed to be six, right? So they're, like, worried about it. She doesn't, Natalia doesn't say anything. And they kind of, like, look up, like, what's the youngest age? And it says, like, eight or nine. And so they're, like, okay, maybe her age is a little different. Like, but this kid needs love. Like, she's our daughter, whatever. So they kind of just, like, brush it under the table. Okay, I'm going to ask something really kind of weird. And maybe maybe you know. I mean, like. The case is weird. When a young girl, mm -hmm. her body starts to change, it's not obviously, like, boom, boobies overnight. Like, no. did she look mature or did she look, like, early puberty, I wonder? I know, I don't know. And because of her dwarfism, I mean, it's, I think that's part of the whole case. Okay. Okay, so the first night, they're giving her bath and they're like, well, that's this weird. This is different, okay. That's weird. But they kind of just like, mm -hmm. anyway, so they do Disney World for a week. They say it's, uh, you know, everything's great. They go back to Indiana and they have like a big welcoming party and family that's interviewed was like, you could see on their faces, like they were so excited. Mm -hmm. Like they have this little girl and you know, they've had all boys and you, you can just tell that they're very excited. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after a few months, um, Natalia needs surgery on her feet. They had already said like, she's going to need lots of medical things. So they're mm -hmm. going to this doctor and a doctor 
knows another six-year-old girl with the same condition, which is like so rare. He's wow. like, you're not going to believe this. So they get together for a play date. The girl's name is Therese. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to find, let me see if I can find it. So as soon as they bring in um, the other little girl for the play date, immediately the parents of the other girl think they've been lied to. They're like, our daughters are both six and your daughter does not look like our daughter. And they have the same condition. So hold on. Hmm. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah, things start to sound a little suspicious. But also, just, just to play devil's advocate here, I wonder too if like, because she's from another country, if records were not... Oh, I can't find it. You know what I'm talking about? Like if records, you know, were off. Like, oh, like her birthday's actually off like a few years you know what I mean like how accurate were the documents going from country to country or how well was her medical care at birth or you know what I mean like Uh you can't help but wonder those things yeah so that I mean they do start to get suspicious and I don't I cannot find a picture of the other girl Therese but they do interview the mom and the girl on the docuseries Mm -hmm. and um the mom was like yeah when I came in I was like your daughter's cheekbones are defined like she has little breasts like you can tell and I wish I could find a picture you can tell they are not the same age. Like the little girl looks like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and your daughter is like, speaks very well. And she mm-hmm. also doesn't have a Ukrainian accent. And I'll kind of get back to that. Ah. You think if you spent your first five years there, mm-hmm. you would have an accent, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the mom thinks that she's been tricked and they never call again for another play date, which you would think like, they were so excited. Like these people are going to be friends. They, they know what they're going through together. Whatever. Yeah. But obviously the parents are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want real support here. And the Barnett's don't know. They're just like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't hmm. like, it's not like they intentionally were like, Hey, come have a right. play date with this older child. So I wonder if the doctor, you said the doctor just knew somebody. Yeah. Like, so like, he didn't know the other child personally. Like, no. Okay. No, okay. not that, not that it said. Okay. Okay. So it says she was significantly bigger. Her face was more developed. And because they felt like they'd been tricked, they never called for another play date. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, Christine found underwear hidden in Natalia's closet that had blood in it. And there's lots of videos. So it's like Christine took lots of videos, which to me is a red flag on Christine, but I'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. But there's a video and she's like, so tell daddy, tell daddy what I found. And she was like, underwear with blood. And, and she was like, and she was like, well, why, why does it have that? She's like, well, I have a period and I've been hiding it. So that's what she says. Okay. I have a little bit of an issue with her interviewing her kid like that. And it happens a lot. A lot. Because my th- my thoughts are, like, what if she legit is, like, a teenager, you know, and she's scared? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not necessarily trying to... Well, and I mean, maybe she doesn't know she's a teenager. She's just been told she's this. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's so many different... <laughs> that's not... That's, again, like, if you... If, if you grow up your whole... If you, if you grow up and you, somebody's constantly telling you that you're... Yeah. You know... I'm trying to think of, like, you know, when I was younger, like, trying to get into, like, Six Flags. My mom and dad are like, hey, you're going to be this age today. Right. Like, cool, well, cool. Well, I'm like, what if she's in the orphanage and there's so many birthdays pass and you don't know exactly? And then when they say you're going to be adopted, oh, yeah. you're, you know you're what like, I mean? how like, many birthdays have I had if I don't have one to celebrate? Well, if no know. one's celebrating it, you know? And be, yeah. It's kind of sad. Okay. So all these things combined, they're thinking Natalia's might be a lot older than she's letting on. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a woman from the Ukraine at like their church or like an event. And they're like, oh my gosh, like come speak in her native tongue. That'll be so nice. She hasn't heard it. Doesn't understand a word she's saying. And they, um, they try to get her to like talk to her. And then Natalia refuses to speak for like a week after that. Mm. Like refuses to speak. And they're like, well, you, 
you don't want us to hear that you don't have an accent. Like she refuses to speak and things get real weird after that incident. Okay. So, um, it's like, I'm very sad for the girl, but also very concerned for the girl parents as well. I mean, no, I, this one just blows my, I, I go back and forth every I feel like very I'm like man can you can you imagine being that mom you're like I just want to know the truth at some point you're like I don't even I don't care if you're you're 14 you well, know there's or, one video that comes out and it, and I know that Christine is abusive that's very it becomes very apparent Christine is very abusive mm-hmm. okay the mom there's one video on the docuseries where she has her head against the wall and Michael comes home and he's like why is she against the wall and she's like she's gonna stay there until she tells me where she where all she's been where she's going to write down on the places she's been because she's lying to us and I want to know who she is. And apparently she stayed there for like 18 hours or something. So it becomes apparent that she's abusive, but let's keep going because there's, there's just a lot more to this. Um, okay. So she stops talking right for like a week. And, um, this is when things start really taking a turn for the worse, according to the Barnett's, mm-hmm. according to the Barnett's. And I'm just going to say it like that. Um, now Jacob, their son did confirm a lot of this stuff. Okay. Um, but Natalia would often urinate on their youngest son, Ethan. So they're supposed to be like the same age. They're supposed to be like six. She was like, a, he was like a little bit younger because by then she's like almost seven. Urinate? Uh-huh. Like hold him down and pee on him? So she would urinate on him and then smear feces on him all the time. Oh uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely so that's kind of, they were like, this is a problem. She was getting in trouble for that. Absolutely not. Um, they said getting in the car for some reason, like getting in the car, she used to do that all the time. It was like going anywhere was like a nightmare. And then she would also try to like, like she would refuse to get in the car. Well, she, when, when she would get in the car, she'd be sitting next to him or whatever, or not even your him and try She, for whatever reason, she was just like bullying him and peeing on him and yeah. Goodness gracious. Okay. And then she would also attempt to throw herself from cars. What? Like they were like, once we got in, we had to child lock it or else she would try to like jump out of the car. Okay. And you did say the oldest has and confirmed. And mm-hmm. oh. So um, we only hear from Jacob in the docuseries, and we'll get to why later. Jacob expressed in 2000, his 2002 interview that she was he was always scared around her. He was like, it was really, I mean, like, she I was don't blame scary. Him. Uh-huh. I do not blame him. Mm-hmm. Um, she also was hiding, like, thumbtacks on the stairs. Like, they would come, <gasps> and she'd be, there'd be, like, thumbtacks on the stairs. Um, she was hiding knives under her bed. Oh, says no. one time that Michael and Christina woke to Natalia standing at the foot of their bed with a knife no. and she expressed intent to harm them. This sounds like the orphan. Okay. Well, yeah. A lot of people said that because that movie came out a year before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not. Well, now that she's doing like they, crazy lots of, stuff, it lots sounds of comparisons. like it. Yeah. Um, it was also said that she poisoned Christine's coffee with pine salt. Um, she would steal, um, toys and Jacob did say this. Um, she tried to, cause I'm the only I'd smell that. Well, I mean, yeah, she came back and there was a bottle of pine salt sitting next to her and she was like, and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to kill you. And oh, it, they oh. say that, they say that she ex- like explicitly says it a lot at this like point. Verbally like, yeah. I would like to kill you. Yeah. Okay. Therapy. Like, I mean, did we not take her somewhere? Okay. Hold on. We'll get there. Um, it was also said that she would steal toys of the boys and then they'd be walking and she'd like throw them in the street that they really like toys that they really liked to try to get them to run into the street. Okay. So just lots of things start happening very quickly. I think like I, the Ukrainian thing was at like three months and then by like six months, all this stuff is happening and oh they're my like, Lord have mercy. Can you imagine though, if you adopted and they're putting your kids in danger, like I would lose my mind. It's, it's hard because it's like you want to, it's like, it's, it's hard because it's like, you almost want to look at the kid that's adopted, like, look. I, I chose, I didn't have to adopt you. Mm-hmm. I chose you. I want to love you. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you want to take him and like 
get serious with them. Like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? We just want to love you. Right. Like we did this of our own free will. No one told us that we had to do this. Right. Now, again, there's lots of videos of Christine, but you could also, you could also argue like, is she making her say this stuff? Because that's what Natalia claims. In later interviews, she claims that she's making her say all this stuff. The stuff that Christine is making her say mean things? That she's making her on the videos, like, yeah, I poisoned you, things like that. You know what I mean? Oh, well, But the brother stated being very afraid of her, so I don't... Anyway... Hmm. Um, there is a video of that Christine says, and, and Natalia's like reading the Bible. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. And, um, she's like, why are you reading the Bible? And she's like, to get rid of these evil thoughts. Okay. She's schizophrenic or like, okay. So, um, the biggest incident that they claimed happened was that they're at the, this creamery, this place where they're hiking and there's an electric fence. And Mm -hmm. apparently Christine and Natalia get into it, like a physical altercation where she's like trying to pull her, like. Um, Natalia says it's because her feet were bleeding and she didn't want to go anymore. And Christine was like, get up, you're walking. Mm. Michael and the boys are further away, so they're gone. Why are you going to take somebody who had surgery on their feet on a hike? Well, she's a dwarf. Like, what? She can't hike like you can. Right. So already I'm like, why? A ter- you, didn't, you didn't think that one through, my pal. No. And so she says that she tried to push her into the fence and that she said very explicitly some bad words and was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm trying to kill you, whatever. Now, the police are called. So, time out. The, the Natalia tried to k- push, push her, her into the, the mom into the fence. Okay. And, you know, all these things have supposedly already been happening. Like, she's okay. already trying to kill him, whatever. So, the police are called. But a guy that works at the creamery said that the small, the little person was very common, that the mother was just, like, crazy. That's what hmm. he said. She's all worked up. They end up taking Natalia to, they take her in an ambulance, and they take her to a mental hospital. Okay. Okay. So they take her to LaRue Carter house in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, she stayed a month at the mental hospital on the docuseries. They do phone interviews with all these nurses. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why anyone would have reason to lie. Like, why would you, I don't know why you'd have reason to lie. So here's what the, the nurses have to say. They say that she was moved to an adult, the adult wing very quickly. Like they were like, Oh, that's an adult. She had, her body looked like an adult. Ah. And the way that she was speaking was an adult. They said she talked about sex a lot. She mm. was very aggressive. She was trying to proposition all the adult men in the wing. Mm-hmm. They they were like, she's an adult. That's what they said. Well, again, why would they need to lie? Why would they lie? That's my thing. That's their job is to, you know, get, you know, provide proper yes. care. And if she's acting like an adult and doing adult things, well then. Yeah. And it was like five or six nurses that I counted that were doing interviews. Like, why? why? I'm curious as to like. Why was there never any, like, genetic... Was there any genetic testing done? Okay, so we'll get there. Okay. Um, so she's there for a month, and then they release her. After Why did they release? Did they say, like, that she just completed care? That they couldn't keep her there. I think... I don't think they wanted to care for her. Now, that doesn't make sense to me. Why is she not medicated? Why is she not, like... It doesn't feel like proper mental care was actually given. That's what it sounds like to me. Because, again, my thoughts are, what if she really is a teenager... And yeah. she's got psychosis. Right. I mean, what if there's really something... Help her! Yeah. Okay. So anyway, she's released Oof. from the mental hospital. After she's released from the mental hospital, they file a motion with the with the courts um, to have her age legally changed. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, so they go to a pediatrician, and they have a lawyer who... They gather whatever evidence they gather, and they decide that she's 22. Okay. Well, they got to have at least good, a good amount. I don't think you'd have to have good evidence to prove. To present to a judge. Because she's 22. So they changed her birthday from September 4th, 2003 to September 4th, 
That's a, I mean, that's a 14-year age gap that they're adding on to her age. Now, I would, I want, I, my first thought was maturity-wise, is she is she 22? But if she's, like, trying to talk about... If she's speaking like an adult, this is where I get, like, I'm so... You know, I have no idea. because it's like, if... Maturity-wise, is she truly there? Like, has she been, like, almost mentally handicapped in a sense? Like, right. that she's somewhat... I mean, because I would even think, like... Even physically, even if you're genetically 22, I don't think you could be emotionally 22 if you've been treating like a child your whole life. Well, maybe, that, maybe like a teenager. I wanted to know. I wanted to know where they came up with that age. Like, because mm-hmm. she probably is older than six at this point. Eight. I think she's almost yeah. like eight at this eight because they've yeah. had her for two years. Um, obviously not eight, but my final judgment based on things, I bet she was probably like 16. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now. They said that because she stopped growing, like she hasn't grown in four years. Like they took her measurement. She hasn't grown. They mm-hmm. say you stopped growing about 18. So that's where the four years later, that's how they got 22, I guess. I don't know. They said they did bone scans. Uh, she's a dwarf. How can you really? Yeah. Anyway, her age is legally changed to 22. Okay. They've got the an judge ID. ruled it yes. Yes. They, they ruled it yes. I don't know how I feel about that, to be perfectly honest. I would really, because then she's a legal adult. Oh, that's where things start getting more dicey. You know, we haven't even gotten into that yet. Okay. okay. So because she's 22 and the mom doesn't feel comfortable having her in her house they with her kids, her out, didn't they? they go get her an apartment. Okay. So they go get her an apartment in Westville. That's supposedly like a really nice area. The video didn't look that nice, but okay. okay. So they give her a food stamp card. They move her in and they pretty much leave her there. I don't agree with that. Even if you're an adult, she obviously needs help, dude. But That's still your kiddo. That's still, I mean. She's a disabled, Yeah. she's still legally yours and I would think that like even so god forbid something happened to Ada Mm -hmm. she's 22 Mm -hmm. she needs me she needs therapy I'm not leaving her no now if everything they say is true and she's been trying to to kill their kids and whatever I don't know I don't know I I feel conflicted I don't know I just I'm conflicted on the whole thing I don't think that I can I don't think I can genuinely just leave somebody there you may not be around my kids like no way you're not but why why an apartment and why not like a care facility or something like she's she's so tiny she can't so so they interview her neighbors a lot in this documentary can she reach any of the things in her apartment uh the way she's walking around it's like you can see her pulling the trash can you can see her kind of walking around let me let me get to this part. This to me is the most interesting part okay. because to me the parents seem abusive, and mm-hmm. I, I do think they they are. But this particular year, because she lives by herself for a year here, mm-hmm. is very telling to me. They interview all of her neighbors, okay? okay. Like face on, they interview her neighbors. Okay. Um, the first lady that they start interviewing with is Sue McCollum, and she says when Christine dropped her off, that Christine just put groceries on the curb and then sat in the car. And Sue was like, that's crazy. Like, your daughter obviously needs help. And mm-hmm. you're just sitting in the car while she carries in groceries. So Sue said she helped her carry in her groceries. Mm-hmm. And she never really saw mom after that. Okay. Okay, so it seemed, at the beginning of the interview, I'm like, oh, she feels real bad for her. No. Oh. Um, Sue helped with the ground. Sue says that very quickly, Natalia became a pest to everybody. Okay. Okay. She said that, um, she said that she was always over there, like, all the time. This girl was on Dr. Phil, wasn't she? Uh, Natalia? Natalia? Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, and we'll get to that interview in a little bit. Oh, um, okay. So Sue lives like next door. She's older. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie and Toby are her across the street neighbors. They said within the first few days, she would run across the street every time they, she saw them. And she quickly made herself very comfortable, like sitting and talking. And they said 
um they noticed she had really poor hygiene like they were like I wonder if she can even get her clothes off to like wash them like if she needs help but they said she very much sounded like an adult like she would sit and have conversations and they were like okay like she said she was 22 that makes sense so so they weren't concerned about her being too young to be on her own necessarily no they were more concerned I mean just being disabled but they didn't they, okay. they didn't think she was a kid they just thought she was a disabled person who needed help okay fair and they just everyone was like yeah she was just very comfortable like she would just she she very quickly became stalkerish really so um another neighbor so they interviewed andrew noticed that she would play with his grandson a lot in the yard and he, he was like when she was playing with the with her with their grandson she acted very like carefree but when she sat down to talk to you she sounded like an adult weird um they all said that and again personalities almost and again it's like why are these neighbors why would they lie no, knowing yeah. what all they know why would they lie mm-hmm. you know um let's see so they all like the apartments all have like screen doors and they would kind of just they said it was a neighborhood where they could kind of just leave it unlocked they never felt scared but more than one neighbor all of them actually said that they had to start locking their doors because they'd come in and she'd just be in there like eating and hanging out and oh wow the ma- they interviewed the manager and the manager like, yeah she had constant complaints from everybody for many things but that was one of them is that she would just show up so they also had to start locking their doors um let's see Melanie and Toby said that it became very stalkerish very quickly and she would call them over and over and over and over again at all hours of the day and wanted to know what they were doing like she was like I, I want to know what you're doing where you're at all the time you said every time they pulled into the driveway she'd be there and they had to kind of have a conversation like listen we're at our kids soccer game like we're busy we're doing things you need to back off a little bit mm-hmm. like they're like we felt bad but like you guys have boundaries people you know they were like it was just it was weird i have a neighbor here that's kind of too chatty i really just kind of be like well i gotta go you know you just kind of have to be blunt like i gotta go Mm -hmm. so um and it wasn't just like one neighbor like everyone was like dude Mm -hmm. um she admitted to several neighbors very casually that she tried to hurt her family and that's why she lived alone like everyone was like why don't you live with your family and she's like oh i tried to kill him and like no one's there at that point to make her say that what would you do if your neighbor said that like would you call somebody if it was but the, the, they said the thing that was hard was like she's little could they were like could she actually even do anything like she's so little they're like but it was like a They've it was never like seen a seri- the orphan <laughs> it was like a serial killer and the, they were like it was so casual like she just threw it in conversation like it was no big deal i guess because i listened to too much true crime like if somebody said that to me i'd be like i'm calling somebody yeah i don't know i just don't i don't i've listened to too much true crime i'm not gonna chance it yeah. <laughs> i'm calling somebody you but gotta go somewhere yeah. if you were gonna admit to a bunch of people yeah. that you tried to do that you're not well yet no that's what i'm saying even if she's a teenager and not an adult like still there's something wrong there is okay that's a con- i think that's a very good con- conclusion everybody could take away from this whether you think she's an adult or not she probably needed she help. needs a medical professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could be in a care facility for disabled people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so one day, Sue, the older lady, walked into her apartment where her grandson and his friend were playing video games, and Natalia was very aggressively aggressively trying to rub up all on her grandson, she said. Like, very aggressively just, like, trying to touch him and stuff. Now, they are kids. Whether she looks like a kid or not. She's not. And, the, you know, and, the, and she was like, no, she's an adult, and she's trying to... And she said, she told her grandsons never to let her in again. And mm. she told Natalia, like, you're not welcome in here unless I'm in here. Mm. That's nicer than I would have said. But yeah, anyway. I say, do, do not come back to my home. Um, so she would often wait for Melanie and Toby to go inside while their son was waiting for the bus. So she knew, like, 
like he was old enough they said to wait out by the bus stop on his own Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't come out there if they were there but if they were inside she'd immediately go out there and like be next to him and they thought that was weird um and then she doesn't have a job so she's just sitting in there she's just getting disability and stuff yeah so one evening uh, they heard the door this is melanie and toby across the street Mm -hmm. they heard the door open and their chihuahua started going crazy and they come around the corner and she's walking towards the son's room Mm -mm. but she was like scared of the chihuahua so i guess the dog like stopped her good but they were like you're not welcome here anymore you hear that bonnie you got a job to do (laughs) sis you're not welcome here anymore and they were like after that they were like and that incident had already happened with sue's grandson like Mm -hmm. they were like no um the manager of Union Street Apartments, where she lives, said that Natalia received complaints from everyone in the complex constantly. Um, neighbors also stated that she was rolling down the hill with a young kid, mm-hmm. which, you know, if she was younger, it makes sense that she wants to play. But, like, to these people, she's an adult, and she's rolling down the hill with the kid, and they stop rolling, and she, like, starts trying to take his pants off. And, like, there's <gasps> people outside. Like, they're like, if you're doing that in front of us, like, what are you doing behind? They're like, we all saw it. She's trying to take his pants Do off. Do you think that she is almost sees because maybe their bodies are i understand that she looks like a woman under clothes you know i'm not trying to be like i don't even know how to say this because it feels icky coming in my mouth but do you think there's an attraction to those younger kids because Because they're more of her size maybe you know i mean just mentally there's just something not right that's what i'm saying like there's just something and that's that's what she kind of goes to because it's not yeah she ain't right and then an elderly man was doing laundry in the complex. She came in and tried to touch him inappropriately and, oh my gosh. and said that she propositioned him, like she offered him sex. And then they also said that there was like a man who lived up front and she used to spend hours like in his apartment. And we didn't get an interview with him. Uh, okay. um, and then in the interview, Sue says, I think she's a little possessed. She's devious and evil, manipulative. People think because she's small and deformed, she couldn't possibly do all the stuff everybody's saying, but they're wrong. And she did do it. That was what Sue directly said. There is also a 911 call of Natalia calling on herself because she was stalking her neighbors and she was worried she might hurt them. She calls the police on herself and she's like, I'm stalking my neighbors. Nothing was done about that. Um, so once her year lease was up, the manager refused to sign her lease again. I bet. Obviously, I she was like, why. sorry, like, we don't have to sign it. You've had too many complaints, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't just kick her out. Yeah. For real. So then Christine finds her apartment about an hour away in Lafayette, which is not a nice. It's like a white trash town. That's what they say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a not so good neighborhood. She, mm. this is where I'm like, she got a second story apartment. It mm. took her 16 steps to get, I mean, her legs are so short. Yeah. They took her cell phone and they moved to Canada because Jacob was going to university up there. So they leave her in this not good apartment with a food stamp. Now, when Michael explains, he's like, well, she said, cause he wasn't there for any of this. He's like, well, she said that, like, it's a block away from the store where they take her food stamp card. It's like, you know, through all these things. Um, And they signed her up for some GED classes, like adult GED classes. So that's where she's going. Her next door neighbor, they said that. Time out real fast. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The husband. Say his name again. Michael. So Michael. Was he not there moving her in? Like, did he not see any of this? Or is he just going solely off of what mom is telling him? Now, I think. The neighbor said that they both moved him in. So he's aware of, like, the steps. Because that, for me, already is, like, abusive. She's tiny. She yeah, can't get upstairs. I would have literally searched for apartments. Like, her first apartment was one story. There was, like, no steps to get up to it. Like, she kind of needs almost, like, a handicap apart accessible yeah. Oh, she apartment. 100% does need. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So anyway. I, don't, I don't know why they didn't help her do that. It almost kind of seemed like a, well, here you go. Like, I'm just kind of tired of dealing with your top thing. Like, 
like they're, well, and it's like whatever happens to you here happens to you. It's in a knock neighborhood. It's almost like they're like they're tired of dealing with her, and it's like out of sight, out of mind. They took her yeah. phone. I think they got in trouble for taking her phone, so they had to give it back, something like that. What? Who would they get in trouble about? I don't know. If, I know that throughout all of this, there was lots of calls to like DCS, but because she's not a child, like Department of Child Services, mm-hmm. but they still kind of they investigate them a lot over the years. <laughs> anyway. Um, so she's there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, let's see. Um, Cynthia Mann, okay, finds Natalia wandering around, go back and forth to her GED classes and kind of takes her and she's like, no, you're living with me now. Like, this is not right. Okay. okay. Um, she's been with the Manns ever since. Now, is she the one that went with her on the Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil interview? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because the Dr. Phil interview now that I'm putting two and two together, because mm-hmm. I have heard bits and pieces of this mm-hmm. case, uh, the Dr. Phil interview made N- Natalia mm-hmm. look like the victim. Yes. And the parents look absolutely terrible. Yes. Well, because, okay, so Cynthia takes, she takes her and they have a mm-hmm. bunch of kids and um, she signs her social security because her social security was going to the Barnetts and then they would pay rent with it and stuff, right? Okay. Um, so she signs immediately within like a week of living there, signs her social security over to the man's. They're taking her food stamps. Like, I think they're taking care of her. It looks like, okay. They're not taking advantage. That's what the Barnett's think or what Michael said. He thought he was like, Whoa, you found this kid and now you're getting all their money. Mm-hmm. But he's um, not there to know. It could be someone very genuine. Like you can't take care of yourself. I mean, she's been me. with them now for 10 years or whatever. So obviously, Oh, okay. Well, it worked out. Um, sometime during this time, Christine and Michael get divorced. Like, he moves back to Indiana. She keeps the boys up there. In Canada? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm assuming. So in the interview, he's like, he hasn't seen his youngest two in eight years. Why? They they had a very nasty divorce. So you're going to leave your kids out? I don't know. I also had a nasty divorce. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't you know. know. I don't, I'm not it good. doesn't go into a lot of details, uh, but like in the whole docuseries, the two younger boys' face, faces are blurred out the whole time. Well, it just makes me wonder, like, if you're willing to, like, a, like not see your own kids for eight years, like, what? I'm, well, yeah. The were you involved like, with the one that's not biological? Not that it should matter, like. No, yeah, so I don't know. I just find that very odd. Anytime a parent just drops off the face of the earth from their well, kids. Well, like, what did she do to keep him? You know, I don't know, because we don't know Christine's side. As of yet, again, the ending two episodes. That's very night. true, but it's like I, that always. That always big red. That's a red flag for me. Time a parent just I would, deuces. I would, I would spend my entire life trying to get back to the kids. Hundred uh, hmm. percent. Anyway, so sometime during that time, they get divorced. She ends up staying with um, the man's, and then it kind of picks up. Like um, Bob Cooper is an investigator in Lafayette, the county where they had her move to. Mm-hmm. Starts investigating. So. Okay. Question: Why? Why does it matter? Like now? Like now? If, we sh- if the people are taking care of her, the other people are gone. Like, wonder what brought this investigation? Up. I wonder if the man's just like talking to her. Were like, this we is wanted right. investigated, or there was just so many complaints over time that they looked at her case and they're like, we want to. I don't. It doesn't really say. Okay. So they're investigating, investigating, and then in 2019, so that's like five years after she's kind of moved in with these people, five years have gone by. Mm-hmm. They both get charged with felony neglect. I wonder how a dependent. long she'd been living with them before she went on Dr. Phil. So this was in 2019. It's like right when they get, it's right after they get um, charged. Okay. So five years again. Okay. Okay. Um, about. And so they get charged with felony neglect of a dependent. Not a, you can't do a child. And they've tried to overturn that judge, mm. but no one will overturn that decision. They're like, no, they made that decision. She's an adult, whatever, legally. Um, so she'll even say like in the Dr. Phil interview, she says, legally, I'm 30, I'm 16. My age is 16. Now 
to me in the pictures and and I was talking to Tristan about this yesterday she says she looks very much older I don't think she looks older I think in the interview with Dr. Phil she's made to look older she's wearing clothes that look older she her hair is like done mm-hmm. I think she looks pretty much the same so I'm like looking at pictures now okay. going, uh she in the Dr. Phil interview she does look older to you older I see I don't think she the really picture, I think she's made to look older I but, I mean, either way, to me, yeah. she looks older than the picture that you sent me mm-hmm. of her. And even some of the ones I'm looking at now. See, like this particular picture, she looks very much like a child. See, I don't, th- I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to tell. But that's like the, that's around but the time that she was saying all the adult stuff. But again, with the dwarfism. And it's all, hard to tell. And too, like, you know, if you're. Being put in little kid clothes and doing your hair like if a little kid. I mean, if you've seen the orphan, she like wraps up and she does her face to look younger. And uh-huh. I'm not saying. And, and like I said, after going through all of this stuff, there's like one particular picture right here too. She's got on like a beaded necklace. Looks like she's made like a little yeah. kid's pink gap jacket. Mm-hmm. Like she does look like a, a little mm-hmm. kid. But do I think she was 22 at the time of all that stuff? No, I don't. But do I think she was maybe like 16? Yes. And that's still already a big difference. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because um, so, there's just a lot of, like you said, some of the suggestive material. Like a six-year-old from more than one witness says that she was very adult. Like how would a six-year-old even know to talk and use that type of language? Yeah. Or proposition somebody? Yeah. Taking I'm just trying to, pants off. Like I'm just not, trying to think of the six-year-olds I know, like... And at that point, eight. But I mean, like, still. Still. Uh, the, the kids we teach? Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. No. They're no. still giggling at, like, oh kissing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, hardcore giggling. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't <laughs> even want to look at it. Yeah. Like, a cartoon could, like, blow, like, a, mm-hmm. you know. Ew. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They blew a kiss. That's so gross. Yeah. So, it says, years of investigating led to the arrest of both Michael and Christine in 2019 on charges of felony neglect. Michael's case was dismissed in October of 2022, and Christine's charges were just dropped in March of 2023, three weeks before her trial was set to begin. So all the charges have been dropped. Okay. Um, and then I just, and that's kind of where my research ends here. And I put in 2019 that she did an interview with Dr. Phil and her new parents, and she maintains that she's only 16. I've watched some like follow-up interviews with Dr. Phil, not that he's like the be-all and say-all, but he mm-hmm. very much cited on her side. He was very convinced. He was like, I don't know exactly how old she was, but he was like, but obviously she was abused. And I will agree. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. I think a hundred percent that that mom and maybe the dad, you know, whatever abused her. I think, um, but I don't know. I think there can be deception on both sides. I think, I think there's more than one villain. And it says in the docuseries, there's more than one villain in this story. And I think that's true. Now the final two episodes air tonight. So, you know, on our next episode, I may come back and just say, Hey, this is kind of my recap. I would love that. That's kind of where I'm heading. But right now, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. You know, like so I, you don't have a firm. I don't have a fi- final answer. Like I said, I think hmm. she was probably a teenager. I think she was probably doing things to the family, but I think the family was also doing things back. Mm-hmm. And no matter what age, I think dropping her in apartment is completely abusive. Well, like you said, it's it was neglect of a dependent. Exactly. So why put her in an apartment? Why not just go take? Why don't you do some research and find like a like a facility to that, me that's a that good, takes in disabled people. To me, that's just a good human being thing to do. It's almost like they just wanted to get, I mean, the way that it, it makes it look like Christine just wanted to get rid of her. Like, Hey, whatever happens to you in this apartment, maybe you'll go missing. Maybe you'll die. I mean, that's, that's what it seems like. Like they're dropping her off with no phone and they're like, good luck. 
that to me is like out of sight, out of mind. We want to go be with our, cause during this time she also wrote a book mm-hmm. about like, and she was in the news a lot for that, like mm-hmm. about her son and the autism and they were going up there to pursue his stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, we just don't need to deal with you anymore. That's kind of what it seemed like. You know, and it's like, and, and not to, not to take mom's side at all, but mm-hmm. it's like, if someone was constantly trying to like harm me or my kids, maybe it made her go crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that was my thoughts. Exactly. Like what did, did she go a little fruity herself? Like, yeah. I wonder if she looks back now and was like, man, I regret that. I would like to think she's a good human being. I would being love to being... hear an interview from her, but a lot of people have said like, she's very manipulative at um, the end of this last episode. That makes me sad here. I was hoping that she would be. I don't, I don't, I think she's, I think she's trash, honestly. I'm just, in my opinion, I think she's a villain for sure. Uh-huh. The end of this, so there's like two episodes premiering Monday, two Tuesday, and then two tonight, Wednesday. Um, in this last episode, because mm-hmm. they're interviewing Jacob, the autistic son who now lives with his dad. Right. Oh. Um, in his, yeah, in his basement, I don't know, whatever. Um, um, he like takes off it. They start really asking questions about Christine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I'm done with this interview. Like, I think we're done. Um, and now really I think, I think this was filmed before she was dismissed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, he just couldn't talk about it or he just truly didn't he, want to. I don't to. think he wanted to implicate his mom. And he said, you know, he was like, I know she's not innocent. He was like, but it's my mom, like whatever. Okay, so he fair. says he's done, but he doesn't take off his mic. And this is after Michael has already stated that Christine beat the crap out of Natalia a few times. He was like, I've witnessed her beating the crap out of her. Mm-mm. So, um, Mm-mm. Jacob like leaves, but he didn't take off his microphone. And the end of this last episode said, so we're not talking about the kicking down the stairs, right? We said that's off limits. And then he's like, crap, I still have my microphone on. And then uh, it ends. And then it ends. Do you think that they were allowed to use that clip if he's like, I'm done? Like off, you know. They you did. Know, you know what they I mean? They did use it. You know, because he thought he was done. Like he said, I'm done. Poor, 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 I feel bad for Jacob. Like this poor autistic kid who just, mm-hmm. I mean, his life, you know, no one's ever really going to know exactly what happened in that house, but it was not good. I'm super shook. Yeah. I'm, whoa. So anyway, that was my case of Natalia Gray. Wow. You just kicked (laughs) off this summer scandal. (laughs) I'd love to know what other people think if they watch that ID docuseries or if you haven't, you should. Oh, I'm going to go back and watch it because it's so funny because you, you know, we shared like, oh, what we think we're going to talk about, Mm -hmm. which all the ideas I gave you, I've already nixed because I just, now that (laughs) yours is so good, I've got to up my game. Um, it's kind of hard to follow up with that, but, um, yeah, it, it kept popping up on my like recommended thing. And I was like, it just came out Monday. I can't watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make you watch the ending with me and then you can go back and watch, but you're caught up to, I mean, you're caught up to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, we're going to watch it, right? We're about to go watch it right now. Yes. Um, Anyway, that's just, it's so, it's just been such a mind blowing thing. And like, Zach's been watching it with me and I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, I think they're all crazy. And I'm like, that's kind of where I lie. Well, like you said, there's, if this girl, my, I mean, if this girl was really a teenager, what if there was some sort of psychosis there or something where it just did not register with her that she is a teenager? Well, and then like, why are other people trying to get rid of her before, you know, the Barnett's had her? The math ain't the math ain't mathin. The math ain't mathin. Um, it sounded like the mom didn't quite know what to do and just flew Snapped. off the freaking handle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, hey, I mean, it was sorry. enough of craziness that it caused them to get a divorce in the middle of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I bet mom I flew off the handle. She didn't know how to handle it anymore and yeah. turned to not justifiable, but I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, not justifiable, but yes, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not an expert, but if I had to say like, cause if you think about it, like <laughs> you think about stressful things that happened in marriages and things that cause for divorce, mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah. And they say like the lot, which this is a stressful situation either is usually going to bring you together or it's going to completely tear you apart. Like loss of a child mm -hmm. dealing with something crazy like this. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And he said, he was like, you know, in 2010, we had it all. He's like, by 2013, he was like, I had a backpack of clothes to my name. And that was it. Oh, man. Like, talk about, like, you know, wow. had it all crashed. And, and again, I don't know why he never saw his sons for eight years. He did say he reached out to all of them. Mm -hmm. And Jacob was the only one who responded. And he does live with him now. But um, I think he's a little bit crazy. But maybe he's been abused by her. I think the kids are messed up. I think she's, like... They're all, I don't know. It's one of those things, man. It's like, there's only, there's, there's just a few people that know the truth, know the whole story and yeah. nobody's really going to talk. Yeah. Well, it's like, we're, yeah, like I said, we're never going to know what happened in that house. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things that's going to eat at me forever. Mm -hmm. So how old does she identify? So in 2006, in 2019, in the Dr. Phil interview, she said 16. So it's been four years. So she probably identifies as 20, okay. but her legal age is like 34. Hmm. Because they changed her birthday to 1989. So, so legally. Legally, she's, she's like 34. She's like, I identify as this. As 20, yeah. Hmm. So I don't know, but she has lived with that family since they found her wandering around for, I guess it's been like eight or nine years now. Well, it's like ha they haven't had any problems. You know what I mean? Maybe like, she just learned her lesson. Because it did say in one of the things that, you know, uh, she's been with like 30-something families. That's what she said. Between foster care, two failed adoptions, but there was more families than that. And she kind of adjusts her story in the Dr. Phil interview. Like, she's like, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know how many families I've been with. But then she's like, well, I was with all these different families. And he's like, well, which one is it? And he's like, well, why are some of the reasons you might have left? And she's like, well, I broke one girl's arm. I mean, like, so there is something happening. So she is, she, it sounds like she doesn't, if she admitted to Dr. Phil, I broke a girl's arm. Yeah. Like, she obviously knows she's got some anger, like some, some yeah. issues. Well, but I wonder, the, like, that man family said that they've never had a single oh. issue with her. That's what they, that's what they maintain. Now, to just pick a girl up off the street and start getting her money within a week and stuff, maybe there's something wrong with them too. And they have a lot of kids from what it sounds like. They, they, they just take in kids. So hmm. I don't know. Dude. I, I am know. confusion about a lot of things. Mind blown. I can't wait to give an update later. Well, cause my thing is, is like, if you're, if, if you're, if you've got some mental things going on, they just don't go. No, they don't just done. disappear. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wondered like, did that family get her therapy and they're not like disclosing? Yeah. The birth mom, so they did track down her birth mom in Ukraine at one point during this investigation. Oh. She's like, I've been dealing with this with for so many years, which kind of lined up with her birthday that they said originally. But she could just be saying that. Like, I don't know. They did DNA tests. They found her mom. and But her mom didn't really want to talk much. Like, she was just like, no. Um, so they, her, which, which if her, her birth, they yeah, lined up with, with that 2003 birthday. She said, I've been dealing with this for 17 years or whatever. And whenever they found her, that would line up with the 2003 but I just don't believe that. Like, I just, I don't believe that she was actually six and eight or six or eight, you know, whatever. She had to be, a, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's just the mature things. Cause even if you bumped around to that many families, 
being that young, do you really soak up all that mature content and be able to regurgitate it and use it correctly? I just, it just seems so much. Mm -hmm. If she's demonstrating all those behaviors, if she's that young, are yeah. you going to really remember and be able to imitate all and that stuff? If it stuff was just like, like just the family claiming that, but it was her neighbors, it was the nurses, it was mm -hmm. like many people that were like, no, she's an adult and she's capable of some bad things. Again, it's like if she's a master manipulator, then like maybe again, she like kind of. Anyway, I just, I'm mind blown. There's no, I don't, I don't know that I'll ever feel like I have a final answer on this one. Mm -mm. And I'm, I'm sure when we watch the documentary at the end, we're probably not going to have all the answers, but I know I might, we may like hop back on and like give a solid thing. I don't know, maybe, or maybe I'll just say like next week, I'll kind of give yes. my little, little wrap up real quick. All right. I hope that you enjoyed our first episode of Summer Scandal. <laughs> hopefully hopefully we're, we sound good doing true crime because we're funny, but we can also be serious. This was a less funny episode, but. Mm -hmm. Very interesting though. Love it. Let us know what you think. Bye.